All right, so my and, question was, I thought it would be fun to ask, we've done a lot with Pokemon, but what is everyone's favorite Western? Are you going to start? Oh, oh, absolutely. So I, as I said, I have two that I think work well. The first one is Blazing Saddles. In my opinion, one of my favorites, just because of how like shocking but also funny it is. And then the other one is Rango. Oh, the Johnny Depp Lizard Boy one. Yes, yes, that is correct. That is a very good Western. That was a good call. I didn't expect that. Uh, I can go next. Okay. I also have two, one of which you may not consider a Western. That one would be Logan. I was just about to ask that actually, is Logan a Western? In my opinion, it is. It is 100%. I would stand by that argument. Yeah. I mean, it's basically true grit. It's so good. It's funny you mention that. I showed that to my dad who loves True Grit, and he didn't like it. I was like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it is, like, I, I, I don't know. Whatever. But uh, my other one is, uh, it actually just came out, like, last year on Netflix, called The Harder They Fall. It's got Jonathan Majors, Idris Elba, Lakeith Stanfield. Super good. Sounds like a good, yeah. Yeah. Huh. I'll go. I got um, I got two, too. If I'm going the traditional route, like the traditional spaghetti western, it's the Magnificent Seven. Um, oh, that's good. Though, like, there's something... I think it's the same reason I love Ocean's Eleven. There's something about assembling a crew to do a thing, and then doing the thing, that is just... Oh, mwah, chef's kiss. I, I love it every time. Um, and that's why Ocean's Eleven is half getting the team. Which is just, like, it's just, I don't know, I just, that, that's the part of the movie I love the most. Like, I could just find, it's like, I think getting the team together strikes the same vein for me as beach episodes of anime. <laughs> Where it's like, I could just watch this. This could be my life. I could just watch people assembling a team for forever. But my, my second one is The Ballad of Buster Snugs, which is less of a, a Western award. Well, it's a Western anthology, but... I, I think it's possibly one of the best things I've seen in the last five years. JFK. I think no one's going to be surprised at this, or at least people who know me. And I'm not going a movie. And it might be a loose definition of a Western, maybe not, depending on what you look at it. But Red Dead Redemption 2, there's just something about that game. There's not many pieces of media that move me emotionally and get me invested movies, music, video games that game did it hmm. and i'm not going to spoil anything because it i will consider it the one of the greatest single player stories ever made and i will also say arthur morgan is a better protagonist than Ezio auditory that's bold i and okay. the villain in that game is one of the best villain villains i've seen in a video game rockstar wrote that game perfectly and the fact that I don't think it won Game of the Year. I think God of War won it over that, and I'm still pissed. Well, I mean, God of War got I was God of War got yoinked. Hey, for, uh, uh, hey our boy Anthony Birch. No, not God. Well, this was 2018. So it was 20, no, yeah. I'm pretty sure he wrote for that one too. Oh, did he? I thought he just wrote for. Uh, I would have to look it up, but that game won like every other award. I think uh, Roger Clark, the guy who plays Arthur Morgan, won like best voice acting. And they won a bunch of other things too. And then the then they didn't win Game of the Year. It's like how do you give them every other award, but not that one? 
And that's also another reason why I tell you guys to play it. And especially now since we're doing this. It just takes for fucking ever. I think it that's... takes me 60 hours. I think I want to... So one issue that I do have with the media right now is I think that... The media at large. Oh boy. Let's yeah, watch no. the after talk about Hot takes. Let's get cancelled already. I was going to say... Oh, no, get, her, get her ass. <laughs> I was going to say the media is in the video game genre or the video game the media of telling stories through video games is i don't feel like i am playing as much as i used to like the horse drives itself the gun aim has auto aim assist like and i get it it sucks to play a story like 50 times because you can't do one puzzle or one mission correctly but i don't know You're good, I, i'm not a that's what i'm saying <laughs> Start uh, playing Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, what's up? My name is Lucas, and I play Jedediah Moonstone. I used to be a farmhand. The bank came, took away the family farm. I got really mad about it, and now I want to make it everybody's problem. Hey, I'm JFK. I play Trigo Factoria. Young, naive bandito wannabe who all of a sudden decided he, he wanted to be John Marston. Howdy, I'm Ryan. I play Frederick the Phantom Maya, veteran of the Hohen Civil War and all-around badass bandito. And I'm Jack, the DM and perfect man. Okay. <laughs> I believe you need to roll for that. Are you familiar with the Adventure yes, Brothers? Yes, <laughs> that's what I'm, that's my adventure. You're the perfect. <laughs> Can we keep them, Pa? <laughs> oh my god. Alright. So, where we last left off, you guys were doing the bidding of Tyree Bigsby, who wanted you to steal a prize-winning race bird, Dofar, or Dofara, as I've been trying to say his name. Your heist involved you taking alternate personas and one by one berating this poor man's ranch, trying to pester him while one of you is in the barn trying to steal the animal. Where we last left off, Jedi and Frederick were about to pull guns, or sorry, did pull guns, and shot at each other while Masterson looked on in horror, watching everything go on. I guess here's what we're going to do. We're not going to go into initiative yet because I don't think that Masterson's would be really onto you guys. We will have Frederick and Jedi roll an attack roll on their pistol. Because we are level 3 now, Right, we, I think we're level 3, and I have my feet. Um, I we were just level 2 still. You are still level 2? We're still level 2, but we do have feet, which gives me proficiency in small arms, so I get to roll this with roll with advantage. Yes. And Jedi, but you roll as well. Well, I'll make a bargain with you that I'll, I'll roll straight if you discount my roll for the disadvantage roll with the jacket. Mm. I see what you did there. I'll allow it, since you do have advantage and disadvantage will cancel out. Okay, well, I, I, I figured you'd want to either use it now. I mean, you can use it now. I'm giving you the option to take away my advantage at a key moment 
Oh, I don't no. know what's going to happen. Oh, no. You're fine. Um, we also have, while, um, <clears throat> while uh, Jed, or before Jedi rolls, if he has rolled yet, I have the adjustment that was made that Frederick did also with that roll recorded. Right. right. All right. So I'm going to roll with advantage or straight for our shots here. Yes. And I will add or subtract based on whatever Jedi rolls for his attack, basically, since you adjusted his sight. Okay. I have my results. Do you have your results, uh, Lucas? I have not rolled yet. Should I now? Yes, you should. All right. That is a 17 plus 3 for Dex. Wow. That is wow. a... That's a 20. Hold on. Square in the pan. That is a... That's a 14... Plus two for Dex gets me a 16. Two gunshots ring out. Now, both of those beat your baby ACs. And we have one sight adjusted on, on uh, excuse me, on Jediah's hand. So what I'm going to say is Jediah, a 12 was rolled that adjusted the sight that is in the gun you're carrying. I'm going to say that does nothing, basically, because you rolled a 20. How I'm going to do this is... Since Jedi rolled so high, Jedi, you can like be like, oh, I'm going to call the shot, basically, and hit it with accuracy, depending on what you call. Like, if you're like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, if you're going to try to do more than you would be able to, then we'll stop. Then I'll be like, okay, you're going to have to roll for that. But Frederick, you can do the same, but it depends on where you're aiming. So, like, if you're going to say you're going to hit his leg, I'll be like, okay, that would make sense. If you're going to say you're going to, like, scrape his elbow or something with a bullet, I'm going to be like, all right, I need another better roll for that. Makes sense? Yeah, I think I would have gone... I think Frederick's instinct was to go center mass, but in this case, he would have been aiming, like, a foot or two to his left because he wouldn't want it to miss. So is, like, the air next to Jedediah viable? You, you would, you'll be able to do that just fine with your okay. roll. You're good. And then with Jedediah, you rolled a basic... Dirty 20, so what do you want to do with that? I aim square in the chest of Frederick. Okay, two shots ring out. Frederick, you get shot in the chest. Now, you have a cast iron pan in there, which is going to reflect the blast, which is not going to sound like you got shot. I'm going to roll two perception checks for the Charizard and a perception check for Masterson to see if either of them kind of are like, hmm, that did not sound like a person got shot. So, the Charizard rolled a 16, and Masterson rolled a 13. So Masterson is incredibly kind of, like, still panicked and worried. The Charizard is, like, definitely, like, squinting its eyes closer and kind of gathering more information. Frederick hits, hits the deck and doesn't move. Okay, so now Masterson is panicked because you said that he is that a Jedi is a wanted outlaw. So he is starting to like kind of like gasp at the air and kind of hyperventilate a little and he's going to look up to Charizard and be like we're going to need to fuck before or as that's happening I want to you know leave my gun out but not pointed and turn towards Masterson and say listen here now you're not going to do nothing you got what you wanted. You got to see a real-life lawman and a bandit have a showdown, have a duel. 
that's that's your fun story. You get to tell the next time you see your asshole buddies. And you will get to tell it as long as I get to walk out of here. Masterson, I, I guess, is very confused. He's like, I, I want... First, roll intimidation real quick, actually. Roll intimidation. <laughs> no! <laughs> Not one. Oh, no. <laughs> well, 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 there. The way I see it, I see one man with a pea shooter, and I see another man behind me, and he just kind of gestures with some heavy artillery. So let me ask you this, and the Charizard is going to kind of like almost drape its neck over and curl its head around like Masterson, almost like it's a snake almost. That's a very long neck, oddly. I'm going to say, so let me ask you, who are you? I shoot Masterson. Roll me a zack roll. That is a 12. Alright, so you shoot, a puff of smoke pops out at the top of your gun, and you see that, or you hear kind of a whizzing of a bullet, but it does not hit him. And now, roll your initiatives, please, my children. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, that's fair, that's fair. Or 10, okay. Uh, 21. Here you go, you also can roll. I got a nat 20. Actually, it becomes a 19. Frederick, what'd you roll? Uh, uh, sorry, I, with my dex, I rolled a 12. Jedi, you go first. So you just shot. You are in the middle of a field, just to give you a reminder. You are in the middle of a field between a barn and the uh, patch that has the uh, peppers in it. And then just south of you, you have a small picket fence. Okay. I... I'm going to shoot Masterson again, or attempt to. Alright. So you're going to shoot? Yep. Give me an attack roll. That's a 13. It's AC's a 14. So you are going to whiff a shot again. That leads... uh, Oh, you have a movement. Yeah, in that case, I'm going to uh, run and sort of try and dive into the pepper field. Alright. Roll me 1d6. Me? Yes, yes, you. All right. That's a two. You find yourself in a patch of blue peppers. And okay. that brings us to Trigo. So, Trigo, you are still in the barn. now, or is that... That's your whole turn. Wait, can't that be a bonus action? Oh, boy, here comes the metagaming. Yeah, sure. You, can, you can't eat one. You can put one, or you can pick one and have it in your hand. Or you can pocket one as a bonus action. Look, bro, if you want my turn to be over, it'll be over. <laughs> you, can, you, you have one in your hand. Alright, there's your bonus action. It's in your hand. You can eat okay. it next turn if you want it. Trigo, you're up. So, I hear the gunshot, and I immediately look at the boots that are on the ground. And if I recall from the last episode, they give me, was it extra distance when I'm riding a Pokemon? Uh, the spurs of speed when you prick a Pokemon with these, they gain double movement speed. Okay. Uh, so yes, as long as you are wearing them, you click them, you click the spurs against Pokemon, it has double its movement speed. So I I guess, would this be a bonus action? I quickly put them on? Yeah, I'll give it to you since boots are boots. They usually slide on and off very easy. So with that, I put them on. Does Dofara have a uh, saddle? I can't remember from the last episode. 
it does not, you're going to have to ride a bareback, or you can spend your turn putting the saddle on it. Well, because I'm me, bareback, 100%. I knew it. Okay. All right. So you climb aboard Dofara. Now, you did succeed in a lot of good animal handling checks, so it is very much, like, fine with you on top of it. Perfect. Um, if you allow me to do this, I, you know, give it a little you're, and head towards the barn door. Yep. Yeah, you're not attacking, so it's probably, it's pretty easy. You can just do double movement. Okay, so you're just going to beeline out the door, basically. Yep. And then once you, all right, so throughout all the commotion, you, and by you, I guess I mean Jediah, Masterson, Frederick, all of a sudden start to hear the trotting, kind of, of very, very small, very thin feet. All of a sudden, you see Trigo burst out of the doors while two heads start snapping left and right at each other, but one head in the middle, one of the Dodrio's heads in the middle, is beelining it straight for the entrance, as you can see its head kind of like galloping almost. You are going to make it out the barn and basically to the front of the door or front of it. Masterson's, in his reaction, is going to be incredibly like confused, distracted even. And he is going to give his Charizard a whistle, and it is going to use its whole turn. I'm going to just note that I skip a turn. It's going to use its whole turn, basically getting itself to take off. So it's basically lifting off the ground almost, or off its roost. Is that because it's a fat Charizard? Yes, it needs a whole turn to get up. And then we go to Frederick. Okay, so is Masterson facing me? Yes. Uh, no, he is technically... So, I guess how it would have went is you were facing... You had your back to him because that's how the standoff took place, right? The standoff took place with yes, I would be lying on the ground with my... Pistol uh, maybe still in hand. Yes, I would definitely keep my pistol in my hand. Yes. How far away is Masterson? 15 feet. Okay, so while we go to prone from standing, I'd have to use my full movement. Yeah. Um, so I'll use my full movement to see if he, he's not looking at me, right? He can see you. You know what? I'll roll a perception for that, actually. Because you would be directly in his line of sight. He rolled a five. If you beat him with a stealth roll, you may be able to sneak out of his view, the okay. sight line. I rolled a ten. That's, that beats a five. That does by a factor of two. Well, not a factor of two. But anyway, if I can, well, I can't move. I can, I can just stand up. So he just doesn't see me stand up. And, and in that case, um, while he's distracted, I, uh, I shoot Masterson. Roll me an attack. Okay. I'm going to roll double d20s. So I have advantage on small arms. Don't do me dirty. Uh, that is an 18. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna hit him. Roll me some damage. Uh, what did we say my pistol does damage on? A d6. Yeah, d6. Oh, one. Oh, poopy. All right, so you are going to shoot him, just barely wing him in the shoulder, and he's gonna basically look in shock. That brings us to Masterson's turn, and he's going to sprint into the barn. The door's still open, but he definitely just sprinted into the barn. And now the Charizard's turn. So Charizard is basically taking off in flight, and he is going to ignore everything because he's basically, yeah, he, he definitely did not roll well on that. So he's going to ignore everything and just focus on Trigo. Now, as I said, he's a little bit of a thicker Charizard. 
So, he is going to roll... See? He is going to roll one... Gonna roll around on the ground, because he's a bitch yes. <laughs> yes. He's going to roll as in, like, a ball towards you. No. I'm determining whether this would be constitution or dexterity to see if he can keep up with Trigo. I'm gonna say it's dexterity. So if he does not pass this dex check I have for him... He did not pass this deck check. He rolled a four. Okay, so he is going to get the ten feet behind you, basically, Trigo. But he is still in your pursuit. If he fails two more, he's going to get winded and pass out because he's a big tubby. And that brings us back to Jedediah. I cannot emphasize enough, people. Do not Google that Charizard. Do it. Do it. (laughs) Fucking do it. That hurt. I lost years. It's a weird, weird thing. You shouldn't do it unless you're into weird stuff. It's if you're into weird stuff, don't don't listen to our podcast. It's a fetish. Alright, uh, Jedi, you're back at the top of the order. So, to review, after one round of combat, Charizard is in the air, is attempting to chase Trigo, yes. and Masterson ran into the barn. That is correct. Alright, in that case, I think... What I want to do might just be to lay low and try and pick up a few more peppers. Do you want to only pick the blue ones? Ah, I want to want to move. See if I can grab any other ones. Tell you what, since you have you're not attacking, you get two d6 rolls, and that determines what peppers you get. Okay, let's do it. You are really forcing these peppers upon us. I'm not forcing these peppers on anyone. You're trying to. He's the one that's taking them. I, I can't I'm t- literally choosing the peppers two times in a row. I fall the guy knows where like, the good items made. I feel like that was because of peer pressure. No. So uh, I rolled a six and I rolled another two. Alright, you find yourself at a groove of white peppers and a groove of red peppers. I mean, I'm taking one of each and just, like, pocketing it, I guess. There you go. Alright, so mark that you have blue, white, and red, white, and blue, baby. Oh, hell yeah, baby. <laughs> Didn't even plan that. Guy. Let's go. <laughs> All of a sudden, you just hear the national anthem playing in the back here. Face boosted national anthem. Bald <laughs> eagle flies down. Alright, and the... oh, bravery? Yeah, 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 there you go. Oh, yeah. Alright, and with that being said, we are back to Trio, who has an angry Charizard behind him. I'm just fucking booking it. I'm going back to my cottage with this uh, Dodrio. Alright, uh, so you are going to move. I have to wait for the Charizard. That brings us back to Frederick. Alright, take another crack shot at Masterson. Masterson is in the barn, so... Oh, um... Which direction are the Charizard going again? Uh, the Charizard, so Masterson will listen to your north, the Charizard would be in pursuit to your south. Um, if he's following Dofar, I can kind of just leave. That is correct. I'm gonna, but my curiosity calls me to Masterson. <laughs> I'm gonna follow Masterson. I, Frederick doesn't leave a job half done. Frederick has his boots clanking against the ground as little puffs of dust pop up as he approaches the barn. Before he even turns the corner around, Masterson cracks a shot at you with a repeating rifle from behind several barrels. 
Does a 13 hit you? 13 is exactly my class. I forget if we said Tigers or the Defender or Attacker. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, hang on. I actually just realized something. So, 13 is exactly enough to hit you, but you also have a bonus armor put into your chest. Oh, I do, yes. So, I let's just add one to that and say okay. that that doesn't hit you because it just bounces off the cast iron pan again. Pan shot. <laughs> Masterson is going to have the gun trembling in his hand now and say, what, what are you? I'm the Phantom, and I just, like, do the thing where you spin your revolver, like, goes all the way through, and then shove it back in, and I fire off another shot. Alright, I'm going to assume that since you are directly in front of him after that, you are going to hit him. Um, uh, so well, not directly in front of him. I don't know how far he would have moved, because he's at the be back behind, of the barn. He'd be so behind, he barrels, behind barrels, but I figured that if you, if he did miss that shot, he's like trembling now, so he's like, what what, what in God's name? Do you want me to roll? Yeah, sure. Okay. I could, my gun could jam. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, I got an 18. Oh my <laughs> gun could jam. Well, Who knows? Well, it's a dirty 20 with my gun. So, oh um, I think I just, is this going to be enough to, to murk him? Yeah, 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 that is. Okay, I think I just walk up to him and I just, you know, pull the hammer back Put the gun right to his head, and I go, Peppa's a dumb. <laughs> oh, the trigger. God. <laughs> uh, uh. Alright, well, well, alright. Alright, well, he's gonna just, I'm just gonna say whatever damage you can do, because again, he was supposed to be a cushy aristocrat. He does not have very high HP. That's gonna kill him. Um, so, since I have some, well, since I have some free time, can I peruse Dofar is stable. Yes, but first we bring it back to the Charizard. So the Charizard is going to roll again and it's going to get a 16, so it's going to keep on Trigo. That brings us back to Jedaya. We'll go back to Trigo to roll one more and then we'll be at Frederick. Uh, then we'll basically be out of combat. Basically, actually I'm pretty sure, can I just take Jedaya and Frederick out of the equation and just make this now Trio and Charizard? This is not the way I thought this was going to go. Yeah, this sure. is the opposite of what I thought would happen. This happened. went, it went a little bit, you mean better? This better is exactly better. how I thought it would go. Much better. Much better, yes. <laughs> Alright, Trio, roll me a d20, and then if you want to do something, you can. I got a 7. Okay, the Charizard is now within 5 feet of you. We'll make an attack, but you can also make an attack. Because I'm me, I just turn around and flip it off. <laughs> it takes 1d4 damage of psychic damage, and now gets advantage. No, you just uh, say, hey, fatty. <laughs> Alright, and now the Charizard is going to roll. It definitely does not beat that, so... Or, not that it doesn't beat that, but it doesn't beat my check. So he is now further behind, and he is getting very, very tired. Roll me a perception check, because you are definitely kind of should notice some changes at least. I got an eleven. Okay. You are not where you the neighborhood you thought you were. You see that there's a little bit more greenage around here now than there was. A lot more trees, a little bit more of, you know, different looking. You're back on the route where you 
met Frederick and Jediah. And you're noticing now that you are very, very close to where you not originally started, but you are very much kind of like familiar with the space you're around. And the Charizard is going to pass out because, again, he is very fat and he has failed now three checks. So you are very far away. So what we'll do is we'll let Jediah and Frederick get their loot chance, and then we'll come back to Trigo. Make sense? Well, in the meantime, can I do one thing? Absolutely. Can I pull out Abra and just tell her, hey, guide us back home, and we just kind of saunter along the route to the cottage? Yeah, sure. All right, so I'm assuming you're teleporting two two things, once a large bird and once a person. So there's a... I wasn't teleporting. Oh. I was just, hey, Abra, just kind of. Oh, okay. Yeah, I assume back. that usually means. Okay. Yeah, so you're just kind of walking around. That's fine. You might want to have to go around the Charizard because between you and the ranch is a Charizard. So that might be a little tricky. All right. So that brings us back to now Jedi. So, Jedi, you are in a patch of peppers. Frederick, you are in the barn. Uh, I can start. I know what I want to do. Is it pick more peppers? You don't have to. Well, I'm going to start making uh, my way towards the farmhouse, but I will, uh, if I see any new colored peppers, I'm going to grab them on my way. Uh, I'm going to say... I'll catch them all. Oh, God. I'm going to say, just roll me a D, one more D6, and we'll call it there, and then we'll do, then we'll go move on. All right. All right. That's a four. That's a four. You get purple peppers, which cause hallucination. Oh, nice. So now, Jedi is moving from the patch to the ranch house. Frederick is still in the barn. What do you want to do? I want to investigate Dofar's stable. Okay. Uh, So when you go in the stable, it's just a regular animal stable, but you see that there is a... I said it was like a shrine, and I now know the words that I should have used to describe it. It's almost like a memorabilia room, like uh, the one Mr. Mm-hmm. Incredible had in uh, the first one in the first Incredibles. It has like all its accomplishments on room, but it also has some kind of beautiful mind-esque kind of thing. Roll me an investigation. Okay. That is a 17. Okay. So you see several newspaper headlines that say Dofara was a very, very fast animal, a fast racehorse, or race bird, I guess I should say. It was very accomplished for its time and won several races with its initial owner. After the initial owner passed away through mysterious means, Dofara kind of bounced around between several other groups of riders, all of which also met tragic ends. So you notice that one headline that you fixate on in particular said, the bird is cooked. And it basically explains how Dofara is now just being sold as a breeding animal that does not really have any race qualifications anymore because people are afraid of it due to all the injuries and accidents around it. And I feel I feel conflicted because you gave you Jack gave me information about Dofar that Frederick might be able to piece together. Do you say it's fair that Frederick would know? Because I would know. Hmm. 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 No, Frederick has no clue. Okay. Can I roll an intelligence check to figure that out? No, but you can roll me Arcana. Which would be based on wisdom anyway. Okay. 
Uh, no, that's intelligence. No, uh, yes, intelligence. But you can intelligence. have intelligence in it. My intelligence is a minus two. I'm not very bright. Um, so I got a 17 minus two is a 15. Mm, you... Okay, alright, alright. You realize that there's something a little obscure about that, that that is not a string of coincidences. And as you follow the strand, you notice that all of these strands are all connected to the Mauville racetrack. I think Frederick takes some of the, like, clippings that say things like owner died in mysterious circumstances, like things that imply that the owners have died, kind of strolls, well... So we're going to go back to Trigo, who was on his way back. Now, you are being led back by Abra, but you are going to have the one, the only, a Tyree Bigsby come out from kind of like the outskirts of the hill, and he's going to have his cart, basically, where he is walking by. It's like, nice of you guys to get my racehorse. Well, we got it for you. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. As we accomplished, as we said, I will grant you safe passage into Marvel City, and free of charge. Shall we accompany us back to the ranch? I think so. As you wish. Alright, so you guys are going to kind of saddle up and start moving to Lizard Gizzard Ranch. If you want to ask Tyree anything, you can. Are we all together again? No, only Trigo, sorry. No, if anything, I communicate with Abra telepathically, just telling her to fill my head with noise so I can't fucking hear him. Hey, hey I tried to get you to hear, have me talk more. All right. All oh, right. you can talk. I'm just not going to listen. <laughs> All right. We bring it back to Jediah since Trigo is walking with Tyree. Jediah, you have the floor as you enter the ranch house. I'm just going to say you'll walk in. All right, so as I walk into the house, I let Teddy out of his Pokeball, and I say, Hey, uh, help me search this place. Let me know if you find anything interesting. Okay, so I'll give you two investigation rolls, one roll off of your modifier, and one roll off of Teddy Ursa's modifier. Okay, and what skill is investigation? Wisdom, I believe. Intelligence for investigation. Intelligence, okay. Is it? Okay, so two investigations. Uh, which one do you want first? Just give me the higher one, I guess. Alright. So, well, I'm just asking which first, because I want to know which modifier to place. Oh, fair, fair, fair. Alright, let's say this one's Teddy Ursa. This is Teddy? Alright, yeah. well, Teddy got a 16. Okay. And me, I got a nat 1. Okay, so... That's two nat ones already this episode. Yeah. So, you see a table, a bookshelf, a fireplace, a couch. Tayersa, though, starts kind of sniffing around on the ground, and he is going to start maneuvering around the couch and into the bookshelf, and he pulls on this one small trophy that has a bright gold pepper on the top of it, and it folds down, and as it folds... The bookshelf kind of slides down and reveres a stairwell underneath. Holy crap! What is this place? He's a rich man in the middle of nowhere. They have an eccentric taste. 
I mean, I grabbed Teddy and I guess I'd go down there with him. Okay. As you're down there, you notice that there is kind of like a very small science setup almost, I would say. There is like, you know, lights. There's like little growing chambers where you see a lot of vines growing. And then you see a small, almost germination set. And then in the middle, you see three Pokeballs basically on a small pedestal. Uh, I approach the Pokeballs. What do I see about them? Roll acrobatics. Finding acrobatics? Yes. All right. Just for me or for Teddy also? I'm going to say both of you since you would both be down there, I guess, if you both walked in. Okay. I'll do myself first. That is a 22. And... Teddy gets a 14. So you are able to just barely avoid a tripwire on the ground and kind of jump over it. Teddy Ursa is not going to see it, but since it's a Teddy Ursa and comes up to, and this is true, your kneecap, the chamber that was located, or sorry, the trigger. So basically, if you tripped it, it was going to pull a trigger that was going to blast your, like, blast you in the chest. Since, you know, you passed it, and the Teddy Ursa is tiny, it's going to kind of whiff his head. Uh, I made that trap for <clears throat> someone else with sticky fingers in this party. Boo! Wow, let's go! Um, <laughs> Alright, and with that being said, you're in front of three Pokeballs. Uh, are there distinguishing marks on any of them? Is there any, like, labels? What's... I, uh, there's nothing. I mean, there's nothing at all. They're, they're three standard Pokeballs. Okay. I grab them, make sure to hop over the tripwire, and leave. Alright, so you walk back up the stairs and out. Frederick, is there anything else you want to do in the barn? Cyndaquil is always kind of... I think Cyndaquil has been waiting for me outside of the Blizzard Gizzard Ranch limits. Because I, he's always out. I never put him in his Pokeball. But I didn't want him there for it. So I think I kind of go to the perimeter and I call Cyndaquil over and use his like back flame to light like a cigar or something. And I'm just kind of waiting for Jedediah to get out of the farmhouse so we can go back to the, the ranch. All right. So you guys are going to meet Trigo since I'm assuming that means you're done with the barn, you're done with the house, and you're done. You are on the way. So you guys are all going to meet together and be all kind of back in one kind of group. And Tyree is thanking you all very profusely. And he's going to turn to you all and say, Hello, and thank you again. Now, it's time for phase two. And he's going to kind of huddle, waddle around, and kind of knock on the back of his van, uh, back of his van, back of his cart that is being pulled, and it's going to drop down. And as you see, you see the same thing you saw, weapons, illegal content, and he's going to kind of lift a small board up and he's gonna be like if you guys climb in flat we should make it there in no time do we go do we want to leave now basically this is like the fast travel-esque thing that leads you into mall city i think frederick climbs in i think i follow okay so you guys just to give you some perspective are literally laying like planks of wood underneath in a. All right, how the carriage is basically sit or the cart. 
it is about I'm going to say six feet wide or four feet wide and six feet long. And basically, there's a fake floorboard underneath it. You guys are all laying underneath that fake floorboard. So every time it kind of rattles or bumps, you guys are getting kind of knocked around a little bit. But wait, you're saying it's four feet by six? Oh, hold on. Point of order. Point of order. Yeah. Point of order. Frederick goes back to the farmhouse and gets his code. Oh, yeah, that might be kind of big. Was that at Strong's or was that at... That was at uh, Trigo's farmhouse. Yeah, you know what, they'll pass it. We'll, we'll, we'll say that you can instruct Bigsby if you ask him very nicely to do so. So you're gonna, you're gonna ask? Um, <laughs> Frederick puts his gun to the back of Trigo's head. <laughs> or to, uh, to, not Trigo, I'm sorry. He puts his gun to the back of Tri- uh, Tyree Bigsby's head. He cocks his gun, he puts it to the back of Tyree's head, and he goes, we need to make a quick pit stop. Uh, roll me a dexterity. Uh, 17 plus 2 is a 19. This happens every time. He's like, why, why, why every time with a gun? Doesn't anyone know how to ask? So yeah, alright, make your pit stop. Is there anything else that you want to do before you enter the city? Uh, nope, I'm good. Alright. I have to pee. Like, Tree does, not me. Trigo, you keep touching my butt, and I'm gonna fire. I'm gonna fire this gun so fast. <laughs> all right. So you hear some jostling, and all of a sudden the cart stops, and you hear several kind of like boots marching around you, and you hear a very muffled kind of sound where it's like, "This is your horse of manifest. We need to see all paperwork for entering the city." Well, 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 please. Here it is. I I have everything in here, as you can tell. They kind of start glancing it over, and they're like, "All right, all right, all right. Please, right this way." And they roll in. And then the guy stops him. And he's like, hey, aren't you the racer that's coming up? That's me. And all of a sudden, you hear more boots coming to the stand. More boots coming. And you feel like, you know, you're in a box. But you could feel almost claustrophobic as you feel all the people around it kind of like pushing on it. And it's not like they're pushing on out of malice or spite. It's more out of excitement. Eventually... They push on, and you see the board lift over, and there's Tyree standing on top of you and says, Gentlemen, welcome to Mall Isle City. And as you climb out, you notice that you are in a stable. Well, gentlemen, I I suppose we should get a drink. Mm, I don't know about that. That seems a little early. You have to remember, you are still highly wanted. Now, don't worry, I have a plan. Alright, let's hear it. Okay, and Tyree takes out three Pokeballs, and he throws them all out in front of you, and three Dittos pop up. And the Dittos stare at you, and they kind of like glance up at you, and all of a sudden you see them kind of start to spiral and climb and contort into almost man-like shapes until you are looking at identical images of you guys. With or without the face? Uh, they have dots for f- smiles. As Frederick draws his gun, so does, you know, Frederick. <laughs> they know. He knows. He knows. He, he, he's got it. He's got it. And then Frederick puts his gun away and he goes, this will work. See, it's simple. We have these three imposters hop on the train. The train goes east 
the Aquarius Union follows, you guys escape out the north. Seems kind of sus. So well, they are want... they are literally imposters. <laughs> you want these dittos to get arrested so that they aren't looking for us no more? No one's going to arrest a ditto. Once they get on the train, you'll assume that you've disappeared into Rustport City. By then, or sorry, Rustboro City, excuse me. By then, no one will care. There will be a new, probably, bandito that they're hunting in these parts. I'd say we give you a day, and if uh, we don't see another big name in the paper, we uh, deal with you, somehow. <laughs> oh, funny. And he kind of slaps Frederick on like the thigh, because remember, he is oh. a very short man. Don't uh, touch me. Now, this is the real part. So you guys were able to get paperwork, Game Passes, you all papers, that have your names, or imposter names, faces, stuff like that. These were made by a friend of mine. Uh, don't worry about it. However, um, in order for me to get your paperwork in here, you were my jockeys. So, or not jockeys, but kind of like a pit crew, but for horses. I don't know exactly what that would be. Because jockey's the one who rides it. It's like a furrier, like a someone who, like... We, you know, like changes horse shoes kind of thing. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, so here's the thing. I am going to go talk with the manager, talk with the race corresponders. We got a race in about a day. That gives you a day, and we should probably be prepared by then. And then after that, we're done. Can I talk to my associates for a second? Sure. And then he just kind of says, I have to go anyway, and then he just kind of leaves. Why do we need to do this? I'm not sure, but I think what I said earlier, I think, is still true. Let's let's give it a day for everything to cool down again. See if there's some uh, new bandito everyone, these union boys are chasing. I, I just I don't see a reason to, to be his pick. Like, it just doesn't make sense. All of a sudden, you guys hear a voice from the corner of the stable, and it says, Fine-looking bird you got there. Frederick draws his gun. <laughs> oh, how original. Man steps out. He snuck up on us. Man steps out, says, Don't know how much good that's going to do you. His hands are up, and he comes into the light. Okay. That, that, no, that seems no, like no a moment question, you No question more. for the... Str- I thought you would ask. What does he look like? Oh, oh well, thank you. Yeah, you said step into the light. That means you're going to describe him. All right, all right. Uh, let's see. Check him out like man. a library book. Oh god, he's a tall man. Um, with a with dark skin, kind of a gray duster on his uh, that goes kind of down to his ankles. Um, bright kind of like bright or shiny, I should say, leather cowboy boots and jeans. Is that enough description? Sure. Um, do any of us recognize him? Uh, roll me. Roll, roll me. I guess, what would that fall under? I'm uh, assuming. Either history or maybe like insight? Investigation? I like history more. Roll me history. I'm not very historic. I got a whole four. gets advantage. 14. I get advantage? Yeah. 14. Uh, I got 13. So, with Frederick's 14, you notice that this gentleman did, in fact, come out of nowhere 
and has not been in this room the whole time with you. He walks forward and kind of pets Dofara and says, Been a while since I've seen this bird race. Surprised you gentlemen have been able to acquire such a rare occurrence. As Trigo sees this guy walk up to Dofara, and I'm assuming he's like almost like kind of like petting it, admiring Dofara. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I kind of instinctively raise my hand and snap my fingers a few times because that's what we do with some of the animals on the ranch to see if I can have Dofara start walking towards me and away from that guy. Uh, roll animal handling with disadvantage. Ooh, first roll is a 13. Second roll is a 6. Ooh. So, unfortunately, our mystery man is very, 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 very good friends with Dofara, and that is unfortunately not going to cut it. Frederick steps between... I think he does the thing where he holds up, to the audience anyway, he holds up the newspaper, and then he drops the newspaper, and he holds up the newspaper, and he drops up the newspaper, and he holds up the newspaper, and he drops the newspaper to compare it to, between the man and the newspaper. Can I come to that conclusion by myself, Jack, or do I need to roll for that? Well, I, I mean, fuck, you kind of, you got it right there. So yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, as you take out the newspaper, you notice that this is the exact same person that was in the paper. Fitting image. steps between Trigo and the mystery man. He goes, Trigo, step away from this man. Is that any way to treat a guest in your home, Frederick? Frederick probably holsters his gun. What? Um, yeah. Would you like to educate your friends on why you think that was a smart idea? Gentlemen, and he hands the newspaper back to Jedediah and Trigo to show them the picture. I, I'm afraid this man cannot be here, as he is no longer in the land of the living. Land uh, of the living is suggestive, to say the least. Jackson Parado, nice to meet the both of you. He extends his hand out to Trigo and Jedediah. I'll take it. Shake his hand. Your hand goes straight through his. He said, ah, that's right. I don't know why I keep trying that. Foolish, foolish me. Anyway, I'm here to tell you that you probably should not be anywhere around this ho- this almost said horse. You probably should have le- leave this bird alone. You probably should leave the living alone. Hmm. I don't think we're in need to make such accusations. Let's Either way, say, listen here. Why? why am I here? Is that what I was about to hear? Is that what danced across my eardrum? I was actually going to say, why should we leave the bird alone? But I wouldn't mind an answer to that question as well. Well, you see, if you check that newspaper again, I am not the first Dofara extraordinaire. I was actually the third. Dutch Blakely, now that was the rider you're looking for. Dutch was a fanatic behind the bird that you see here today. Cruising in, making Dofara legend himself. Unfortunately, Blake met an untimely demise before he could finish up, and thus has led him to haunt the bird ever since. Me? And he kind of points to his ankle, basically. Everyone roll perception real quick. I got a nat 20. I got an 18. So to Trigo and Frederick, you see that there is a large shackle around a twisted leg like you're looking at his right leg and you're noticing that it is like completely like contorted to the point where it looks like it almost got like mangled by an animal and he's like for me 
it was getting my leg broken as the horse as a horse fell on top of it. For others, it was much more violent ends. Would you like to see? No. I should. Alright. He kind of like picks up the chain that was around the shackle on his leg, his bad leg, and he says, just touch on to this. And he offers it to you, Trigo, like a very ghostly chain almost. I just kind of stare at it. It's not going to bite you. I think I take it, actually. Uh, Jedi, the second you take it, your head jerks back and your kind of eyes go wide, and you see a highlight reel of Dofar's races, and you see Dutch Blakely, the first guy. He's got really shaggy blonde hair and a beard, and you see that he's also wearing goggles. And as he's raced every time, you see him racing around the racetrack, cutting in front of people, cutting people off, galloping ahead. But you see one thing happen that definitely catches your interest. As Dutch is racing his last race that he doesn't know is his last race, something happens. It's very difficult for you to make out. Can you roll me a perception check? Okay. That's 15. Okay. You can't make it out exactly, but you notice that there's a glint in the distance as someone outside of the stadium, outside, there's a glint. And basically you see Dofar across the finish line, but Blake collapsed before it crosses the line. And he does not look super great. Fast forward, you see Dofar in a pen, and you see people yelling and arguing. And you see Dutch kind of lingering in the back of the pen, even though from the last scene you saw, he was bleeding out on the ground. You see other people climb up on the bird, and other people make certain remarks. One guy's head gets snapped as he falls off the horse. Another time, Dofar is completely flung off the railing and he falls and collapses. And you see horrifying accounts over and over and over again until you see Masterson, oddly enough, who purchases the bird and puts it into the pen where Trigo saw him. And that is what led you here. And your head jerks back and you are back in the present. Well, boys, uh, I think... I think Frederick's got the right rub of it. Those newspapers. I, I saw I saw everything. All of the men. All of them. Violent, violent ends. Yeah, it's a real rush the first time, but, but you get used to it, you know? Sir, I don't know if I ever would get used to something like that. I got all eternity. Wait, I, I do have one question for you. One mm-hmm. more. Our, uh, our friend here, he rode the bird to uh, get it, to steal it. Well, what will happen to him? Oh, Dutch only cares about racing. Dutch don't care about riding. As long as you ain't competing, and as long as you ain't earning, Dutch don't care. You see, and he kind of yanks on the chain a little bit, all the riders are connected to this bird still. And we only manifest, really, whenever we notice something going on. Now, I came out because I noticed that someone was trying to shake something up, and I finally figured this was my time to bust out of here. I think this is further evidence that we should not help Tyree as a pit crew. Hmm. Maybe. I certainly agree, sir. I, uh, I don't think we need to be anywhere near this bird, but... Well, I, I, I am think, curious. 
Excuse me, Mr. Parado. I would like to speak to my my friends here confidentially. Mm-hmm. He kind of just grunts and kind of like looks up and eyes like, mm-hmm, mm. all right. And he kind of fades into the ether. He's like, no point in, no point in lingering. He further turns to Jedediah and Trigo and he goes, now if Mr. Parado was right, the specters that haunt Dofar only care about racing. I say we skip town with Dofar, we got ourselves the fastest dojo, and with no catch, as long as we don't race. That does sound mighty tempting, but I am uh, still a bit worried about this bird being possessed. That, uh, that don't worry you none, even if we aren't racing? I mean, if, if what Mr. Parado said was true, then... Even if we aren't racing, then no harm should come to Trigo. I mean, I'm not going to ride it, but I, I think our brave boy points at Trigo. Should be, should be more than capable. Upon hearing my name, I kind of, I was kind of snapped out, or I kind of was just kind of spaced out, and I snapped back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. <laughs> He's fuck you. <laughs> Anyway, I just sit there, I kind of shiver, because this kind of reminds me of something, but I look at Frederick and I'm like, you know, I have a pretty good relationship so far with Dofara. I'd be willing to ride this. However, I'm not doing it bareback anymore. I need a saddle if I'm going to ride this around Hoenn. As the kind of rematerializes, Jackson Parado is like, alright, so... I'm not naming names. I'm not pointing fingers. But I get the idea that you guys don't want to help me put Dutch Blakely to rest. I wouldn't be against that. What's another hundred years? Honestly. He's um, gonna suck on his teeth like a lot. Frederick kind of goes up to Dofar and is like now I think this too, bird is too valuable to be put down, and uh, quite frankly, I think my my friend here, Trigo, enjoys riding her. And oh, uh, putting Blake Lively, du- sorry, putting Dutch Lively to rest does not mean that we have to put the bird down. But he is definitely, definitely something that we should take as a serious threat. I'm sorry. I just the fact that you almost. Uh, Oofed it as Blake Lively. Blake Lively. Right. <laughs> how would we? How would we free this specter? So Jackson Parado is going to mull around Dofara, and he's going to kind of kick his pull at his own chain around his leg. You see, the second we die, anyone die, they have a chain like this, and he kind of yanks on the chain around him. And he says, this is what's attaching me to this physical world. Now, Lucky, my chain is close. And as he pulls it, you notice that the chain completes from his leg to Dofara's leg. See, I love this bird. And I know that the fact that everybody else that rides her now will die, it hurts me. It hurts me deeply. Similarly, Dutch is also hooked to this bird as well. And he pulls at another chain. Unfortunately, he does not like to be really kept around newcomers, and he only tends to come out when the bird is racing. So, how it works is this. If Dofara can win another race, 
that will put him over the edge because Dofara, ever since Dutch died, Dofara has a losing record. The second he gets a positive one, I suspect that that will cause Dutch to leave or dissipate from this world. Or we could pull him out and ask. How do we pull him out? I thought you said that was real difficult. It is, but of course we could always have a race. I say we let Tyree race. He takes all the heat from Dutch and we focus on Dutch. And if Tyree should um, fall some tragic fate, well, ho-hum. All right. If you, I don't know who this Tyree character is, but that sounds fine by me. I just want, like I said, this is agony. And I think we all would prefer if we were to go home. Frederick walks up uh, to the ghostly figure and he says, Once you meet Tyree, you'll know real agony. All right. So I uh, assume you want to go out and see what you got on your balls, correct? Uh, yeah. I do, but I think I want to do it privately. Like I, oh, 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 I think I'm you dirty dog. Oh, someone doesn't want to share his score. You dirty, dirty dog. No, I'll probably share. I just want to divide it how I want. Okay, okay. Alright, so you, you're you're gonna go you're gonna go in another part of the stables, basically. Is it just the stables? Do we not have like any rooms? You can if you say? if you want to walk out, you can, but you have no idea where you are right now. All right, well, you know just, you're uh, roughly in Mawile City. Oh, I am not familiar with Mawville City, so I think, nope. yeah, I'll just uh, wait until I have a quiet moment in the uh, stable, and then I'll just pick one of the Pokeballs and gently let it out while uh, Teddy is with me. Okay. Uh, what's in there? It might be dangerous. Would you like to open any of them? Basically, are you going to wait? Or are you in this quiet area already, I should ask? Uh, I was waiting for it to be quiet area before I let any of them out. Okay. Uh, I guess, Trio, do you have anything you want to do? No, because I am still in shock that there is a ghost in front of me. Meow got your tongue? Meowth. Meowth. Hmm. Well, I tried my best. Anyway, let me know when the race starts, and Jackson Parado kind of fades into nothing. Frederick falls asleep. That's what he would do. He hasn't slept in probably 24 hours. I'm Jack. Thanks for listening to Fistful of Pokeballs. I play the DM. Ryan plays Frederick, the Phantom Mayor. Lucas plays Jedi Moosone. And JFK plays Trigo Fatteria. Thank you guys so much for listening. Go follow us on all our socials and message us with the most unholy abomination you can think of as the combination of two Pokemon. I eagerly await it and it might show up in an episode.
Okay. The do has been done. Um, like, I like okay. hanging with you people, but let's do a podcast. Yeah, I like hanging with you guys, but Jesus. Podcast is a loose definition of what this is.